What's going on, Internet? Welcome back to another episode of Nerdy Nomicron. I am your host, Alex, a.k.a. Snurfin. And joining me today, as always, my two homies, Ryan, a.k.a. Synthetic. How you doing, buddy? Pretty good, pretty good. And Ollie, the Vonstrosity medical scientist. What's hmm. up? Hey, nothing much. <laughs> uh, we have a, a slight docket today. This is not another... This is not part three of the Fuck the Docket special. Um, some interesting shit came out with Disney and Marvel and Star Wars uh, all in one go here. And I like to, I'd like to dive into a little bit of that. And then, I don't know if you guys have heard, but I kind of kept it hush-hush. There is a rumor going around that come Monday, as a gift from Xbox and 343, we may have Halo multiplayer. Holy shit. Oh, I've oh, heard about dude. that. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize the 15th was coming up so soon. Yes. But yes, it is. It's in, it's in two fucking days. Yeah. I feel like that was leaked through a, a Pringles promotional um, thing. There was also a countdown. Some stuff, there was also some stuff on online about it as well. Uh, apparently well, well renowned leakers, uh, two of them, not just, not just one random guy, but two of them have speculated and they've, they've, their predictions have been bang on, but have speculated. That come come Monday the fifteenth, we will have Halo multiplayer available to us. Fuck yeah, I'm ready. Same here. Yeah. I really didn't get to experience enough of that data. I only got to play around with bots because they turned it off after like seven o'clock. Yeah, that's right. It was only for a few hours that they had the servers actually running. The bots were okay, but there was only like two maps and like only so much you could do. At least you got to like spawn in every weapon you wanted. But I doubt yeah. that's all the weapons in the game. Oh, it's not. Um. <laughs> It's got me excited because, uh, well, I'm just kind of looking forward to a, a new multiplayer. And, and I, I do love Halo. Um, maybe not as much as any other seasoned Xbox veteran, but uh, it's definitely a good time. Yeah, 100%. And I want to see new maps, and I want to see all the other guns. I want to experience all the things. I want to get my ass kicked by some 12-year-old on the other side of the world. <laughs> you want to get teabagged again. <laughs> yeah. Forget what that's like. Yeah, <laughs> I'll never forget that. I'm excited to see what kind of modes they put into this one, because I've always thought that Halo was one of the uh, arena-style multiplayer games that did a really good job with their other modes, but I don't know. I always felt like, aside from Domination and like Kill Confirmed and stuff, COD modes were always really meh, but... That's what I liked like, about... Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, Halo Halo usually has this multiplayer mode action sack that they only turn on once every few weeks or whatever like that. But it's a it's a multiplayer social game mode where they just have like a bunch of different mini games to play. It's not just like capture the flag or or domination or whatever like that. That's really cool. I remember uh, I think it was back in the Halo Reach days. Um, every weekend, I think they would do either what was it griff ball or uh it was the one with the gravity hammers oh um there was one headhunter was that the one when the when the main guy had a hammer and his like skull yeah, was on like, fire fields and you just run around and kill everyone yeah like, yeah I, that mode i want to say it was called headhunter because you were you were basically all trying to kill the same guy mm -hmm. i think yeah. you're right yeah, that was a fun to game. To become mode. him? 
yeah to become him you every, it's it's like a 1v all and everyone tries to kill you and then if you kill the guy you become you have like three layers of overshield and a grav hammer and you just go ham on everybody jesus yeah, yeah. i think they did like they upped the movement speed and jump height on the uh the grav hammer guy as well <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm interested to see as awesome. well how how these game types develop because if you guys remember about the the change in the balances of the gun, like at least the shoddy, I felt like fired a lot faster than previous Halo games. Um, I'm just curious how like the zombies game mode is going to be. That's going to be fucking like <laughs> action packed, and I think like. I may be wrong on this, but I think big team battles like 128 players or something on Halo Infinite, something ridiculously yeah. large. That'd so, be cool. Holy yeah, it's, crap. Yeah, it's like 64 or 128. I can't remember, but either way, it's a lot of people. And imagine just having like a an action sack playlist with zombies in it, and you're just trying to like bend off like so many fucking zombies. Like that's cool. In Halo. In Halo. Have you never played that little game? That mini no. game? Really, I it's. Play, been... I didn't play anything really outside of deathmatch and uh, team SWAT. Okay, because I think it was made an official game mode in Halo Reach, but I think it's been around since Halo Three. But basically, all the zombies just have uh, fast agility. Like, if you try to run and turn a corner, you're gonna like zip past that corner because you're so fast. Um, and then you have energy swords, and then the humans have a shotgun. And I think uh, a deployable shield in some cases, but you really just have the shotgun and you're just supposed to try to survive the zombie onslaught. And it just starts with one zombie. And then as they kill people, then you get more and more zombies and everyone just turns. Yeah, it's a pretty fun game mode. Yeah, I think you would like that mode, honestly, enjoying SWAT. Because in that mode, yeah. you do get the uh, the Magnum as a secondary, and the zombies don't have shields. So it's just like one yeah, tap. Yeah, that's right. Shot. Yeah, they're super but... weak. Yeah, that mode is a lot of fun. It was better, I think, in the original Halo Reach, and then they updated the maps and made them all weird so there wasn't really any hiding spots, which kind of ruined it. But it's not too bad in Halo 5 either. Played it a couple of times, maybe like five or six matches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one other thing I'm looking forward to is like with just how big the Halo Infinite map is, I'm really hoping that they get some really interesting community maps that can be made through that like, I don't know if you guys ever played around with Halo Reach's um, community maps where, you know, there would be, like, this really fun um, uh, driving course. Or there was, like, one mini game where the vehicles would just fall on a slope and you're just trying to make it up the slope as... as oh, yeah. <laughs> like, to beat other people. But, like, the vehicles will just completely fucking spawn and just pummel at you. And, and like, I just can't wait to see what kind of maps people come up with with that. And I really hope there's a rotating community map game mode playlist that's like that. That's what I'm sort of worried about is the fact that they've already told us that they're not adding a forge back in, which is how most of those maps came to be in the first place. Right away. Well, yeah, not right away. Because it's going to be, what, like a year since we get a Forge mode? Six months or something like Six that? Six months, I think. Three months for yeah. the... Three First months split the screen multiple, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, that's not too bad. It kind of gives <clears throat> the game a little bit of time to, like, breathe after its launch, and everyone can kind of play around that's... with it before hopping right into the uh, alternative modes that people start making. That's true. I really hope the campaign has a lot of replayability, because I will definitely, like, it's kind of my tradition that I, I play Halo campaigns legendary solo first thing, um, and, then, <laughs> and then after a while I like to play co-op 
campaign and just like fuck around so i really hope that there's replayability there sorry did you say legendary solo <laughs> yeah i've i've beaten all the games on legendary Jesus solo christ ollie it's yeah rough, man. it's like, honest it's so hard but it's so rewarding and then after that heroic feels like the right kind of challenge so anytime i replay the campaign I'll go to heroic because it just feels good. There's something about normal difficulty that I just die the stupidest deaths. But like, yeah, <laughs> the, the you can go harder if you want and do lasso, which is um, legendary all skulls on. But that just gets way too ridiculous for me. So I just like doing legendary. Just I, straight I, up. I, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't last fucking twenty minutes. In the other games, didn't you have to beat the campaign uh, like a couple of times in order to even unlock all the skulls? Um. Yeah, they kind of changed that up. I think it used to be like that up until, like, for Halo 3, but I think once Halo Reach came out, it was... Or was it... No, it was Halo 4, I think, where they just basically unlocked all the skulls for you already. Oh, but okay. I think there was special achievements if you found the skull in the mission and played the rest of the mission with the skull. That's usually how it went, I think. But Yeah, I that think, sounds right. I think, yeah, I, I, I think you had to look for the skulls in Halo Reach, and then Halo 3 had multiplayer map skulls as well. So there were some maps where you could find certain skulls for achievements. Um, but yeah, that's a good. That's a really good question. The skulls, since it's such an open world in Halo, you might be able to just find them all if you just go hunting for them. But I wonder how the skulls would even play in that circumstance then. Like, if you're not in a particular mission area, would the skulls be active if you're just in, like, I guess oh. the the open world. That's a good I'm not question. Too sure. I mean, I'm really, I'm I'm really curious as to how they're going to work the open world aspect of this because of just like the way Halo traditionally is is a very linear experience. I would say. Yeah, and I I wonder if there's going to be any kind of like stealth to this, or if it's just like all guns blazing into an encampment you know yeah i really hope that there isn't too much stealth aspects in this game i just don't think halo is meant to be played that way yeah like it's not necessarily all just sprinting at enemies but i just don't think uh like putting stealth in games like that and it 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 takes stuff away from the mission yeah it just makes it feel not as fun especially if you're doing like what you do on a legendary difficulty trying to pick off single enemies at a time and you're just using all your ammo to <laughs> them. oh sometimes you have to <laughs> like re- yeah sometimes you have to reload the checkpoint so many times because as soon as you peek out of a corner you'll get fucking sniped by um <laughs> by a jackal and jackal, then, yeah and like if you don't hit exactly like you need to be already looking at them when you peek around the corner with your scope drawn as well Otherwise, like, you won't get a chance. And, like, you eventually get so good that you can, like, instinctually just, like, know where to look. And for me, that ritual is mostly because it gets me really into the the nitty-gritty of the um, the elements of the game. But, like, man, is it not frustrating at times. Like, Halo <laughs> 5 took Punishing. Me... Punishing is the correct yeah. word for that. Yeah, like, Halo 5 took me, like so long to beat legendary there's like one part in the campaign on the very last mission where you're just stuck against in like a locked room and there's like hordes of prometheans coming at you and like nowhere to um to hide basically and you got to run around this room to get all the different ammo and whatnot and i'm I'm not yeah i'm not a fan of promethean weapons at all so um no that was kind of hard oh man there were a few 
Yeah, the scatter shot was really good, but aside from that, not so much. I like I don't know, I like UNSC weapons the most. That to <laughs> me is 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 where I like the DMR in Halo Reach was what carried me through the campaign. Like I fucking love that gun. Everybody loves that gun, Ollie. Yeah. So Everybody good. but me. Hmm. <laughs> what are you, a hater? No, not a hater. <laughs> I don't use battle rifles either. I prefer the good old fashioned assault rifle. Mm. Wow. Yeah, see, yeah, it, it, it seems like they beefed up the assault rifle in Halo Infinite, so that might be a really viable way that's to go. Where, <laughs> that's where I got the bulk of my kills. Um, yeah. Yeah I'm, uh, yeah, I'm definitely an assault rifle guy. I don't know, it just feels natural. Yeah, and they had some really good fucking guns in, in Infinite. Like, there was that machine gun that you got that I thought was a one-shot rifle until I held down the trigger. <laughs> and then I was just like, oh, hello. Oh, it's like, an LMG. <laughs> yeah, I guess they introduced that. play around with that spike, uh, that, like, railroad spike gun? Yes. Oh, that's such <laughs> that a good gun. But, like, awesome. I suck with one-shot weapons like the Spartan laser like that, where you have to really line it up, because I always chicken <laughs> out at the last second and, like, move, like, shift my aim a little bit. Because I, I think I'm like predicting somebody uh, and their <laughs> movements, but but I can tell that's going to be a very fun game to play, and I can't wait for those moments in the campaign where you just like like I don't know if you guys remember in ha- like Halo Three when you get the Spartan laser and you just like pull it up at the beginning of the mission and you're just like holy fuck I can't wait to do some damage <laughs> with this bad boy. <laughs> so I really hope there's some really cool moments in the campaign like that. Oh, I'm sure there will be. I think this is going to be one of the one of the biggest Halo games of all time like halo infinite looks look it's chalking up to be something great uh i'm just hoping that it's not a complete buggy mess when they launch campaign yep yeah that's right i feel like that's just the biggest concern as a as a consumer now for games in general though especially ones that are getting constant delays throughout their uh their development processes like halo yeah like this Halo especially, that's exactly what they said they're going to do. They're going to be updating the campaign as time goes on. It's basically going to get the same treatment that um, Marvel's Avengers is getting, where it's going to be like updated campaigns and like given more campaigns as time goes on. So I'm re- the game and no more than six months before they came up on it. Yeah, like I just don't <laughs> buy it whenever they say they're going to constantly update games like that. Like even even Assassin's Creed Valhalla is going to be like that. So if you have Valhalla, that's going to be your base game where they're then going to update stories and you yeah, got to buy them for like 10 gave bucks it a, a piece. They gave it a nifty name though, didn't they? Like Assassin's Creed Infinite. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Basically the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Very creative. Super creative. Man, that that frustrates me. Like why of all things for single player games? It makes sense to do updates to things like that for MMOs, but for a single player game like Assassin's Creed or the Halo campaign, why? Well, why I mean, Halo finished thing. Hey, well, I mean, Halo campaign will eventually become co-op, but Assassin's Creed, I mean, Assassin's Creed could become co-op in the future. I we'll mean, see. But I, I feel like understand. it would almost play better for their new model of Assassin's Creed if they did have multiplayer. Well, they should. It would be a, a smart decision if you're gonna if you're gonna make Assassin's Creed a games as a service. Yeah. Yep. Oh, for sure. Like, I so far all I hear with that Assassin's Creed as a service thing is it's gonna be like short campaigns of different assassins through time that they might even like reboot in a way. So you Talk might see of it. microtransactions. 
Oh, exactly. <laughs> like Cosmetics. we might like we might get a bit of Ezio again, but it's going to be a slightly different story or take than what actually happened. So they're kind of rebooting the franchise that way. You build your Altair's pajamas from the first from the first game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 20 bucks, 19.99. Oh fuck. And or the, and so or, cool or it'll be rear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I hear Far Cry is going the same route. The next Far Cry game is going to be an as a, as a service game. Really interesting to see. But I mean, yeah. Far Cry at least you you can get co op with that, can't you? Yeah, yeah, it's co op. There you go. Huh. Yeah. So I don't know this new games as a service thing. I've yet to see one that actually kind of follows through and doesn't just piss off its fan base. True. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's everybody's favorite game to hate, but love or love to hate. And that's Destiny 2. Yeah. And that is a game as a service, and that pisses everyone off, but yet everybody loves it, including myself. Yeah, I I would say that they're like, they they are the closest right now, I would, in my opinion, to getting it right, but only because they're. Their game is so focused on the multiplayer aspect. It's not just bringing new campaigns, it's like new content in general. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, so, I mean, we're gonna have to see how how the new update for Destiny goes because I feel like that'll change everything. And its current state right now is too slow with the seasonal model, where we're only getting actual content drops every like couple of months. Yeah, but I don't know. I think like what they've promised at least for this next expansion seems to be better in that regard. But that's only until we inevitably find out that all of them are still microtransaction based. <laughs> <laughs> We're locked behind a paywall. Yep. Yeah, fucking microtransactions and paywalls. Seriously. It all started with fucking loot boxes. Yeah, seriously. And EA yep. had to go and get greedy and fuck everybody's day up with the, that horrible <laughs> Battlefront 2 release and all of that bullshit. <laughs> yep. And Disney had to step in <laughs> and basically lay down the law. They're like, no, you're going to remove this from your game or we're going to pull your license. That's yeah, so but all they, all they wanted to do was to provide a platform that was challenging for players to unlock characters. But like, <laughs> if you did the math, it would take you like some ridiculous 8,000 hours of game time to unlock like even half the characters or something like that. Right. Without or, paying for it. Yeah. And that's just that... so stupid. <laughs> But like, how much of that is ignorance on their end, and how much of that is them actually just being, or thinking they're clever? I bet somebody thinks they're clever in that in that this that business decision. Like somebody up high is going like, "Oh shit, yeah, let's totally do it," even though somebody at the table that was coming up with ideas was like half joking about it. Well, right, and I think it's for me. I feel like they were like, "Well, let's just see how long we can run this for before." things get out of yeah hand. Oh, because 100%. you know they you know they made thousands of dollars tens of yeah and like hundreds of even yeah and, and like i feel like you're seeing that a lot in the industry these days like well-established studios that used to be like like praised for their uh video games and their launch titles and whatever are like now like getting shat on so hard for for their mediocre releases like i don't know if you guys heard about the rockstar trilogy um the grand theft auto trilogy that just came out pulled from pc yeah like rockstar's launcher is down 
Yeah, and they say it's for scheduled maintenance or whatever, but like, why would you schedule maintenance on the release of a game? That just right. is like a pure lie. And like, just the things I'm hearing about this game, like compared to mods that have come out and have existed for like 10 years is like the game doesn't look anywhere near as good as people's mods that already exist and and i think um is it take two that's with rockstar or is rockstar their own publishing thing because i i just heard that i can't remember yeah because i i think that they're taking legal action against mods that have existed for quite a while now like they're asking people to pull down their mods and fuck that yeah like it it's i'm sorry you can't put out a fucking finished product. Uh, and... But furthermore, on top of that, it's not just the Grand Theft Auto trilogy that can't be played on PC. It's any of the Rockstar games right now. They all require some sort of connection to the Rockstar launcher. So you can't play Red Dead. You can't play Red Dead Online. You can't play GTA Online, GTA 5, none of it. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, big thing going on. Yeah, that's fucking unfortunate. Like, And then... You know, it, like I was kind of looking forward to this Rockstar games coming out. Um, I'm gonna still, I still plan on playing San Andreas eventually, but it is kind of a bummer that you know they've treated the the fan base this way apparently because like as the game released, you can't even buy the old original versions of the game anymore unless you find right. a physical copy somewhere. So they're just like kind of forcing you to buy, buy this remastered version that's like what 65 bucks for the three games or like 80 bucks. I can't remember how much it is, I think it's but a full priced uh like it's a full price game for the three of them. Yeah. So it'd be like 80 bucks for us. Yeah, like that's insane to 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 give a full price game that that is just like a a shitty port. Like I was looking at some of the reviews <laughs> And they were like straight up four, three, four out of tens. Like everyone was like, don't buy this game. This is literally the worst port. Apparently on the Nintendo Switch, you can't even play it higher than 20 FPS. Like that's fucking ridiculous. Like this game Is it though? It's a Nintendo Switch. I know, but still, like (laughs) this game came out what, like 15 or so years ago? Like the latest one at least? Like when yeah so like anything like a microwave oven can fucking run skyrim like why can't you know like (laughs) a a nintendo switch play this gta trilogy it's just a little bit ridiculous yeah i've heard heard a lot of talk about the um like the old cheat systems that they used to have in those games and we had brought it up on uh the last podcast when we were or not the last one i think maybe episode one 10, of the one of the previous ones yeah, yeah when we were first talking about that just being a thing and that it was going to release uh and we had briefly talked about like the old um like glitches and hacks that you could do to like spawn cars and all that from your phone and get like superpowers and flight and whatever but uh i was listening to a uh, a report today that was talking about how they got rid of a lot of those mods um for seemingly no reason and didn't really give much of an explanation to their player base as what? well as just having like certain missions and like story aspects from the original cuts that are just not there anymore well that's no bueno either Mm. yeah so it's not even like a one-to-one necessarily of the original games it's less than what the original games were at least from the report that's uh that i was watching anyway and so all they did was slap a fresh coat of paint on it and was like here you go give us your money (laughs) it does kind of seem like it 
There's even well, some like character. They weren't going to get my money in the first place. They're definitely not getting my money now. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Thank you, Game yeah. Pass. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Xbox. Uncle Phil. Shout out to Phil Spencer, fan of the show. <laughs> yeah, and even even some of the the character models of the game have had like a serious downgrade. Apparently, like it's even worse looking than the original games. They just were so lazy with with updating the models. They just made them look like generic people. Yeah, like it it does kind of look like that. Even from just some of the clips that I've seen, it only looks like they added more vibrant colors to the characters' clothing. Yeah. And like that's it. Like the greens were a little brighter green. And that was the extent <laughs> of like the character model changes that they did. Starting to sound like that uh Kingdoms of Amalur re-reckoning. <laughs> oh, what is this? Uh so there was a, a game that came out. It was like almost one year to the day after Skyrim launched. There was this big game called Kingdoms of Amalur. I own it. It was a fantastic fantasy game. Um, it had like some big fantasy writer on it. What's his name? R. R. A. Salvatore. Salvatore. That sounds familiar. What do I? Where do I know? He him he writes a lot of the D and D stuff, like the like about Drizzt Doerden and and all those characters. Okay. Um. But he uh, he had a hand in a lot of the writing, uh, and it was this big giant fantasy that I think was meant to be a multiplayer space, but something to do with time constraints and funding. Uh, they scaled it down to a single player experience, and it was still good. It was still fun, and you could mix like your combat up. Um, there was three like overarching classes. It was a magic, a finesse, which was like pretty much thief, rogue, daggers, rogue, whatever, uh, and then a warrior style. But you could blend all three together. Or you could blend two out of three together. So you could be like a magic warrior or like a roguish thiefy warrior or thiefy magic user. You know what I mean? Like you could mm-hmm. you really weave it all together. Um, so I think it was just last year or no, this year. It was definitely this year. Um, I think at the beginning of the year, maybe they did a, they announced that they were releasing a remaster where they were going to upscale all the graphics and make the gameplay smoother and do all these things and the combat was going to feel different and upgraded and blah 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 and all they did was throw a fresh coat of paint on it up res the 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 graphics a bit and and then just resold it they didn't actually do anything with the combat or anything with the, the stuff in it apparently they're making um a separate expansion for it uh, which is slated to come out sometime next year i think um but this game yeah like, i heard about that this game's like almost a decade old and all they did was kind of up res the graphics a touch, and then that was it. Everything That's else stayed bad. the same. Right. You have this well, opportunity. Have to, you have this get, opportunity to make to, something great. You're going to have to give this game a try. They gave it out for free on the PS Now subscription this month. So, yeah. Kingdoms of Amalur? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude. yeah Check it out. It is It is a fun game. And there's a lot of storytelling. There's a lot of lore going on. That's what uh, I if hear. You the lore is really time good. Out. It is a fantastic game. The combat is fun um, because you you could really blend together some wicked stuff between the magic and the and the melee fighting and stuff. Like it's pretty cool. I do recommend. But how dare you throw a minor coat of paint on something and then put it out and then charge everybody almost full price for it? You didn't really do anything. Yeah. Well, that's exactly why they do it because they can charge that and people will buy it. However, that... I will say that Mass Effect trilogy remaster amazing. Have you been playing it? Um, I got it like forever ago when it like first came out. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm oh, still yeah. in the first game, but I, I'm liking it as well a lot. Like it doesn't feel dated of, uh, at all. Yeah, I had a bunch of um, 
not Microsoft points, but uh, like the like the stuff points. here. Yeah, like the stuff here and playing the game and shit. I had a bunch of that. Oh yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And then I was like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> Trilogy. You know what? The first game still sucks. It still feels weird, even mm-hmm. though like it lo- it looks great. It definitely plays smoother. It plays at sixty frames, but it just it's a weird feeling game because I'm used to the mechanics uh, of of Mass Effect two and three. Uh-huh. And so, like, like in Mass Effect one, you can't even you can't map more than one ability to to your controller. You can only use one at a time. Yeah, it's kind of annoying having to open the that wheel up every time and select. Yeah, it. no thanks. It breaks the immersion. It breaks the story. It breaks what's happening. Yeah, I rarely use them because of that. But two and three, oh, stellar. Did you see that they um, released the teaser poster for the next Mass Effect game? Yeah, people are freaking out. Yeah, <laughs> in a in a good way. Yeah, I just I hope really hope cool. I can beat the trilogy before that game comes out. <laughs> well, I mean, you have a lot of time because I don't think that game's coming out anytime soon. Yeah, that's true. That's going to be like a two-year development from now, three-year. I mean, I think it's already in development, but I just don't know how much they've actually gotten yeah. done on it. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't see it for another two years. Oh, probably not. Especially with like how all these game games are getting delayed. That. Sorry, Ryan? I would like if they took their time with it. Yeah, honestly, like, studios, take your time with games right now, because, like... All the games, all the all, studios. Yeah, like, yeah. All, the, all the fucking games these days are coming out. Like, it, the occasional bug and whatever I can overlook, but if you, if you seriously have, like, microtransactions in your game and have, like, other shit that you gotta buy to play the game with when it's a full-price title, like, come on. Like, give me a, give me a full game or bust, you know? Yeah. Like, I... Like I, I missed the day almost where like if there was any kind of expansion to a game, you'd have to go to the store and buy the fucking expansion disc for it. Like like <laughs> Halo multiplayer maps. Like for Halo Two, you actually have to go to the store to buy like the Halo Two multiplayer map disc. And I think Halo Three maps were like that as well. Did you not and just like, do that online? Um, you couldn't get it digitally as a as a as a DLC. Maybe, but I don't think people's like internets were all that good. Like kilobytes per second, maybe back in the day. <laughs> I just, I just remember having, ha- like, having to go with my brother to like EB Games to like buy the the multiplayer disc and whatnot. Like, but what I'm trying to say is like these expansions were actually something you would have to go out and like get because they were worthwhile. Right. Whereas like now expansions are basically like, yeah, we'll like throw in something for 15 bucks and it'll give you like five hours of game time. And like, yeah, no thanks. If it's 15 bucks, I'd expect at least like 10. Oh, with, don't play with a few extra. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you like replayability, in which case you won't find it, but it's going to make you do a lot of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not i'm not super huge on replaying my games like even games with huge replayability and new game plus modes it's pretty rare that i would do it i think the only few games that i've really done that with and replayed over and over again are like fallout skyrim halo um dying light and the batman arkham series i think those are the only games i've ever replayed for me i seen it once i've played it once and then i'm bored of it all like in the future Damn. Yeah, you would not like Destiny, not at all. But that's no. okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, depends depends how just, long, how long it's been. Nah, but, you know, Destiny. It doesn't change. It looks like it does, and they present it as such. But it, it's still the same. It's the same thing. It's the same game, same rigmarole. You're doing the same shit, just for different gear. And you know what? Gear doesn't even fucking matter because they took all the uniqueness. I guess out of of different armor sets 
Mm. Well, I mean, it it depends to a certain extent, and it also depends on what kind of player you are. Like, for me, I've put a lot of time into Destiny, especially recently I've been playing it a lot more, and... I've been getting multiple different armor sets because I don't want to go through the whole hassle of the microtransactions to get the different equipments to change the look of my armor. But <laughs> instead of doing that, like you could just go and grind out random garbage and hope you get a good roll drop for you. But transmog should be free. Yeah, it should be. But the quest line that they make you do like per item is insane. Yeah. Not to mention the materials needed. Yeah, you can only get by doing set quests. Like it, it, I think when it first dropped, I remember hearing, I don't know if it was on one of the podcasts I listened to, uh, or it was a video that I watched on online somewhere, but they were saying that... Um, shit, I lost my train of thought. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, the <laughs> uh, For the transmog materials, they are saying that I think on average per whatever time allotment it was, per month, per week... Per season, I think it, you could only like transmog the equivalent of eight to ten items before having to buy materials if you wanted to continue. Yeah, it's something like that. It's I don't know. It just it doesn't make sense the way that they did it, especially if it's purely for aesthetic. I don't know why it's such a, a trudge to go through. And I would be fine with them keeping it as their their current um, idea, I guess, of having like only maybe 12 or 18 pieces of gear that you can have uh transmog per season right i wouldn't have a problem with that if they just made it more accessible and not have to pay for it no i feel that sounds ridiculous it is ridiculous but it is, the yeah. thing is is i don't give a fuck enough about my destiny characters to want to transmog mm-hmm. there isn't there isn't a whole lot in that game that just looks that awesome it's it's all kind of weird mismatched shit yeah there definitely is a lot of that and a lot of armor sets just don't match well with each other but no i don't know i mean like that transmog had the potential to fix a lot of that they just presented it in the wrong way and it did nothing to fix any of the issues that it was meant to be implemented to fix it shouldn't cost you anything it should only cost glimmer yep or legendary shards because those are always in abundance (laughs) seriously like in-game game currency not not fucking real money that's stupid stop being so fucking greedy bungie yeah and of course we're having to pay for the dungeons that are coming out the uh this one here in december that we're getting for what is it like their 30th anniversary or something like bungie's 30th anniversary i think it is uh they're releasing a dungeon that you have to pay for uh in order to get access to it's not like part of the seasonal pass even if you own the deluxe edition of course not yeah so that's pretty cool it's our anniversary buy buy us gifts give us your money (laughs) literally but we're gonna get that that being said back so my anniversary's (laughs) coming my anniversary's coming up in march boys so uh shell out Give me back these vapes. <laughs> I don't want them. <laughs> well, too bad. You're going to get them. <laughs> Holy crap. Um, let's talk Marvel. Slash Disney. Yes. Slash Star Wars. Slash all the awesome. That's, a, that's yeah, coming let's out. Get, let's get to the good stuff. The good stuff. Yeah, I definitely... <laughs> now that my wife listens to these um, consistently, I think she's all caught up. Um, oh. Yeah. We just made her trudge through... 45 minutes of game talk that she'll probably 
not get <laughs> at all. It'll go way over her head. She might even skip this episode. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but we are definitely going to talk about this Marvel stuff, Disney Plus stuff. Uh, I'll, there was a lot that, that kind of came out. A lot of teasers, some trailers, some just posters and shit. Uh, we got a lot coming down the pipeline. The good old Disney Plus pipeline. Where do you want to start? Start with some um, of the things we actually got trailers for, and then we'll kind of talk about just some yeah. of the other random things and maybe some theories. Hell yeah. Good mm. point. Do you guys want to talk about... Let, let's talk about She-Hulk first, because I got maybe not the best things to say about this one. Yeah, oh, okay. um, me, 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 me too. Let's, I just let's hear like, what you got to say. The trailer felt weird, you know? Like, it felt like they were going for, like, a buddy cop comedy that just didn't work. And what? even yeah. just from that, like, 22-second teaser that we got, I just felt awkward watching it. Yeah, huh. um, it, it is supposed to be a comedy. Like, going on the, the Marvel Studios page for it, it is a comedy. Like, I don't think the other um, shows yet have been even described as, like, a comedy like even Loki, mm-hmm. like was that even a comedy? But it was still pretty like funny at parts. But I think this one is supposed to be a straight up comedy. And um, yeah, that whole like line of like you don't want to see me when I'm angry was I just felt kind of cringed out at that. <laughs> just, just a touch, just a touch, right? Yeah, like the only takeaway from that one scene was that they were doing an exact same pose from the Hulk movie in like what was it, the late '80s? Like somebody posted a side by side shot of a scene oh. from that from the movie and that and the mm. way Mark uh, Mark Ruffalo has his leg up like behind her I don't know if you could tell he was doing that that yeah. is a that that's a shot for shot from that movie so it was just like that. yeah it it was just like I I never watched that movie I don't know if if that's like a pivotal scene or anything when he makes that pose or whatever but he that's. I guess that's the scene when he says his character says that to somebody. He's like, "You don't want to see me when I'm angry." And and oh yeah, that's know. that's been a that's <laughs> that's been a line in the Hulk for no, I I know long. that. Yeah, but I'm just figuring that that's the scene where that happens, where he says that line. Yeah. Um But yeah, I, I I don't have the best vibe from what the She-Hulk show is supposed to be. Um, yeah, yeah, I think like, I think cool character, and she could be a really cool integration into the MCU. But I just don't have the highest hopes for this show. It is like I, I don't know. I would almost rather see see this character be presented um, through a, a standalone movie, or kind of show up in the same way that Black Panther did, where he's introduced in a different title, and then he gets his own movie that's not a an origin story, but still kind of tying him in with his attachments to the Avengers. Well, at least feel fortunate that we did get Black Panther in Civil War because he wasn't originally supposed to be in it. Yeah, I've, that's true. I've, I think I think originally the script had the Wasp being introduced that early. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it was something like remember, really out there. I, yeah, it was something really out there. Like I think even in, in Ultron, they, they were planning to introduce the Wasp, and I don't well, know see, why. The- this is partially why I have really high hopes for No Way Home is because when we got Captain America um, 3, it was supposed to be Captain America 3, and then it turned into Civil War. So they they could go that same direction with No Way Home, seeing as it is such a big culmination of characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could definitely introduce somebody like Venom. <laughs> <laughs> they could. Yeah. Well, didn't, have, didn't uh, that... In that post-credit scene, yeah, facilitate that or nudge towards that. 
Yeah, exactly. Like that's you know he sees he sees Spider Man being outed as Peter Parker on the screen, and then he licks the screen, and then he's like, "Yeah, let's fucking go for it" or something like that. So interesting. Yeah, I have not seen Venom yet. Neither have I. the The majority of the movie <laughs> is pretty pretty cringy at parts. Like Woody Harrelson's character is just like something else. Um, <laughs> if you if you like. If you like the first one with the way the humor was, you'll definitely like the second one. Like Venom is is pretty fucking funny. Like there were scenes of the movie I couldn't even hear because people were laughing so hard, That's which fair. kind of kind of ruined it a little bit for me because I couldn't hear what I was supposed to laugh at, especially with just <laughs> just like Venom's voice is so growly that like you really have to like listen to what he has to say, but if you if there's somebody laughing to your right, then like you just can't pick up on it. But um yeah, it was, it, it's definitely worth the watch that movie, at least for the end credit scene. Yeah. I did, however, side note, wife and I did go see the Eternals. Oh. Oh yeah. yeah. What'd you think? Yeah. Um I don't understand where all the negative buzz is coming from. Okay, that's good to hear. Um this movie was pretty good. Um it's not Shang-Chi status by any stretch, but it it didn't feel like filler either. Like it felt like it's it's setting something up in the background. Okay. Um I, and the uh, post credit scenes are Oh yeah. <laughs> You're getting there. Yeah, post credit scenes are definitely setting up all kinds of shit. Um what, what would you Okay, so like there's post credits which is like the end end one. What's the one like mid credit? Is mid- that is that what <laughs> mid credit? Is that what we're, Yeah, that yeah, yeah. The, like the one that's after like the the animated credits that they always do. Yeah, so the mid credit yeah. was fucking awesome. Uh, I got it. There's no other way to put it. Like uh, they they've introduced Eros. Um Oh yeah who is Thanos' brother, and that's as far as I'm going with that, so I don't want to ruin anything for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and his <laughs> his faithful companion, Pip the Troll, played by Patton Oswald. Oh, he's yeah. coming back to the MCU, oh, huh? Oh, man, I can't... Yeah, I, yeah that was awesome. Uh, and then, yes, the post credit scene is definitely setting up uh, Black Knight story as well as Blade. Oh, nice. Yes, sir. Um, so... At your earliest conveniences, get out. Go go out and go. Yeah, go I was actually That's thinking of going to watch it after this after this episode. Oh, uh, go do it. It it's a it is a fun movie. I was most impressed. Uh, one, it is a visually stunning film. It's very well done. Uh, the humor is on point, uh, but mostly like I know they show a lot of Angelina and Salma Hayek in the trailer, but they're not really in a lot of the, the movie without giving really? anything away. Like they're they're pivotal. Don't get me wrong; they're pivotal parts, but they're more on the the back burner. They're uh, they're they're backstage while everybody else is is up front. It's um it's well done. It was well paced. Story's fantastic. Like I said, it's funny as hell. Um, Kamal Nanjiani's uh, character Kingo, fantastic. Mm. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely the funniest bit in that movie. But yeah, no, well done. Absolutely well done. I think you guys will like it. Nice. Yeah, I look forward to it. And then when you guys see it, we'll uh, we'll talk about it in depth. Yeah, definitely yeah, for sure. <laughs> so good. All right. So Do you guys good. see that uh, Moon Knight trailer? Oh yeah, teaser barely. You mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know if you if um have have you guys seen the leaked image of what his costume looks like? Yeah, it looks dope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited for this one. 
I just hope that they uh, that they do it justice because it is supposed to be a lot more of a dark and gritty story and a lot more similar to something like uh, the Batman movie that we're going to be getting pretty soon. But yeah. I just hope that Marvel stays consistent with how they've been doing their superheroes in these movies and stick to uh, the source material for this one and just keep it with the right mood and theme. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm getting like some vibes from the trailer like you know i i didn't know this until the the trailer dropped today but um his character has dissociative identity disorder so i'm i kind of got joker vibes from that a little bit Um, especially with it being oscar isaac like he's such a good actor i don't think there's like one bad movie he's been in the last like five years um well well (laughs) did i miss something ryan ryan banks a different (laughs) what do you got December 2019. There was there was a particular <laughs> movie that we talked about a good few times on this podcast. December 2019. I can't remember. Stoner brain over Star here. Star Wars. Oh. Episode nine. <laughs> well, I guess seven through nine. Yeah, well, you know, okay. let's be real though. Poe Dameron he, was a uh, was a pretty funny character. Yeah. If anything, he's he's the redeeming quality. Yeah, of those movies. That's how I saw him, to be and honest. I, I agree until episode nine, where they just try and make him Han Solo. Yeah, <laughs> he was okay, a different character. Like in the even in the first like couple scenes where they're flying away from the the like uh, first order Tie Fighters that are chasing them, and that like when their light speed skipping. Yeah, like his interaction with the characters in that first scene of the movie just solidified how different he was from the rest of the movies. And it it just felt like they were trying to make him Han Solo. I can see mm-hmm. that. I can like, see not them. his fault. Still a great actor, but it's just like they they just didn't do that movie right. <laughs> no, not not any of the three of them. Uh, now that I'm looking it up, you know him and X. I I, I wasn't the biggest fan of X Men Apocalypse either, but uh, wait a minute. Yeah. Anyways, for the ma- for X-Men the majority Apocalypse. of yeah, the... he was he was Apocalypse. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, speaking of X Men, <laughs> while, while we're on the topic of X Men, though, I did want to talk about uh, X Men '97 and how you guys were telling me that's going to be continuing. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be that's really fucking cool. Awesome. Uh, like, d- definitely a slice of my childhood. Yeah, and even mine. Like I remember watching that show, and I I fucking loved it. I'm I'm quite certain that that X Men cartoon is actually what got me into Marvel. Hmm. Yeah, being a kid, I'm quite quite certain that and the uh, the old uh, '90s Amazing Spider-Man cartoon. Yeah, you know that what was I the one that did it for me. But I I loved these uh, the X-Men '97 um, show when I was a kid. I used to own I think like four or five different discs of it that had like a couple episodes per disc. Oh yeah, how many? How far in did it end? Where did it end? It's been a while. Oh, With the old '90s remember. X-Men. Yeah. Well, you guys keep talking. I'll take a look. Sure. I, mean, I think that they just kind of like they had a bunch of storylines because I've kind of been watching it a little bit on and off recently. It's just like something I'll throw on before I go to bed. Uh-huh. And uh, I've seen a lot of different story arcs uh, from the parts that I've watched. Like they I, I've seen a part where they kind of covered the um, like the uh, Days of Future Past storyline, I guess, where the uh, Sentinels come and they're trying to like I do remember the Sentinels. So yeah, they had just sorry, um they had five seasons, so seventy or so seventy six episodes, I think is what that said. 
Oh wow! Um, and it ran from ninety two to ninety seven. I, I, I are any of these on a streaming service right now? They're on um, uh, the entire Disney thing Plus. Is on Disney Plus. Oh, yeah. they're on Disney Plus. Oh shit! Okay, I'm totally yeah, gonna yeah. start rewatching them. I mean, it's not coming out till twenty twenty three. I think the new season, but right. But they've got a lot of the old voice actors coming back for it, and it's going to be done that's... in the same style as anim- of animation. Like it's going to be fucking epic. That's yeah, cool. Nice. Yeah, like all this Marvel stuff that got released, I I didn't realize it was Disney Plus Day, and like I woke up to like all these notifications, and I'm like, fuck yes. <laughs> so, but like, anyways, going back to to Moon Knight, like I'm I'm actually really excited for that. Like I'm also getting Daredevil and Batman vibes from it, and um, the, the one thing I'm curious about is Ethan Hawke is the villain. And I know not a lot of people that I know are like a fan of Ethan Hawke, so I'm really curious how that's gonna play out with people. I don't know if he's he's like a well um, liked actor. I don't know what you guys think of him. I I personally don't mind him. I don't see why he wouldn't be able to pull that off. Do we know what villain he's playing? No, not off the top of my head. I don't think hmm. it's explicitly said anywhere. To be honest. I also just don't really know enough about Moon Knight's character to have any idea who his uh, his rogues are. Me neither. Um, yeah, it just says that Ethan Hawke's going to be good. No, okay, never mind. Yeah, I don't know what villain he's going to be. Um, but I was doing a little bit of Instagram scrolling on Moon Knight, and um, there's some really interesting, like, he he's a brutal fighter for one thing like he'll rip people's faces off and like at one point the avengers had to stop him from destroying doctor doom because apparently he just wanted to go ape shit on him and um there was one time where he beat deadpool in a fight because they're both invulnerable i guess what like neither of them can die oh man moon knights moon knights fought a lot of baddies yeah uh black specter some guy named bushman Count Nefaria, these are all obscure. I haven't heard of any of these. Conchu mm-hmm. uh, himself, Morpheus profile set, Shadow Knight. But shifting into other groups, he fought the Hand. Okay. Um, much like our other Crusaders. Our, like our Defenders, yeah. Daredevil and, and all of them. He also fought other such enemies as Bullseye, Hobgoblin, uh, a Scarecrow. Who the hell is that? Not anyone I, I know. I'm not familiar with Marvel Scarecrow, but yeah. t- Taskmaster. Ooh. Yeah. So he's he's definitely, he's fought some folk. Oh, was that the thing I was reading about him fighting Taskmaster, where Taskmaster opted to not fight Moon Knight because Moon Knight would rather just take a punch than dodge, so there's nothing for him to, like, um, fucking mimic? Oh. <laughs> learn his fighting style like Jeez. he's just that brutal of a fighter so i i really hope we get some like daredevil season one hallway fight-esque like like fights you know oh, yeah. like oh i can't wait part, for the choreography part of a good number of teams too west coast avengers secret avengers he was a member of the defenders at one point heroes for hire holy shit and mm. the midnight suns yeah okay and like Which two I'm, of those Two of those groups I heard is rumored to to show up in um, this new phase or the next phase of Marvel MCU. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there has been a lot of talks about uh, the Hobgoblin as well for No Way Home. Oh, yeah? Like on top of the Goblin? Or is is the Goblin we see in the poster Hobgoblin? Well, no, I'm pretty sure the one that's in the poster is uh, Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin. Green Goblin. Yeah. uh, It's more so about Ned's character. 
and like the transformation that the actor went through in between uh the last one and this one wait what he went through it like he got jacked yeah like he got ripped and uh like posted some pictures on instagram but we've already seen him as like the Ned that like overweight Ned that we've seen him in the other two movies as well. So a lot of people are thinking with like the crossover and the other, uh, like the other two Spider-Man coming that we're going to see an alternate version of Ned that became the Hobgoblin, uh, due to like some, something with Peter and him, whether it's like the, uh, Peter not telling him that he was Spider-Man from uh, the get go, like he did in this series or not. Oh, damn. Yeah, a lot, a lot of speculation, but that's for another time. We have a lot more to talk about. <laughs> damn. Yeah, that's that's huge. Damn, that's that's big. Damn. Okay, moving on. Miss <laughs> Marvel. Miss Marvel. Now, here's my thing. I don't have a problem with Miss Marvel. That's not uh, that's not where I'm taking issue with the character itself. What I take issue with is the liberties they've taken with the source material and her abilities. So in the comics and games and everywhere else, she has the ability to quote-unquote embiggen herself, kind of like uh, Reed Richards, uh, but on a smaller scale. She can like make her fists big, she can get tall, she can do all kinds of weird, stretchy, flingy stuff, which is, which is dope. Mm-hmm. However, for this, this show in particular... They're making it so that it's like she has cosmic energy powers, much like Green Lantern. Yeah. And I don't like that. Yeah. I'm what I'm worried is that it's a sign of the TV series side of the MCU to get a little bit like non canonical. Is that the word I'm looking for? You got like, it. Yeah, just because like as soon as you start straying from the source material and like bending things like that. I'm just worried that they're not going to put as much effort into it. And then one day they're just going to be like, this isn't canon because it's never going to overlap with the MCU. Right. Kind of the, kind of the same way they ditched um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And then they got their freedom <laughs> to do whatever the fuck they wanted. And like, yeah. So um, aside from that, like it, it looks okay. Um, like I won't, I won't say the, the trailer, you know, kind of, made it look any bad you you don't really get to see any of her powers or anything but it looks like there's a scene of how she got her powers right and um mm-hmm. i'm not too familiar are you guys of like how she got her powers no in i don't really know in the comics character. it was some sort of uh some sort of gas oh okay um i, I literally just heard this the other day on zyklon b <laughs> no <laughs> no but it was a gas that was giving powers to other people too it wasn't just her Okay, so a little bit the same way that like Daredevil got his powers with like some um, with experimental. The, um, the, the same green sludge that made Ninja Turtles? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot that that was a story. Huh. That is a thing. That is a real thing. Yeah. No, yeah, I know. Yeah. That's pretty nuts. <laughs> Which like now begs the question. When do we get a Ninja Turtles Marvel crossover? <laughs> We've been waiting. Years. Decades, even. <laughs> Are Ninja Turtles a, a DC property? Like, they're published by DC and everything? They're a Marvel property, I guess. Oh, sorry, Marvel. Yes, Marvel. Or, actually, I don't I don't quote me on that. I am not actually 100% on that. But I do know that the ooze, the green shit that turned them into Ninja Turtles, is the same shit that blinded Matt Murdock. Yeah, and I think um, 
if you watch Jessica Jones as well, I think they 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 crossed over that origin story with her as well. That it it wasn't the accident, but it was the same material that gave her her powers. They were that stuff gets yeah. around. Yeah, well, that stuff was like on the road on a shipment to that testing facility or whatever when it derailed and and the accident happened and he went blind, right? Right. So, but I I believe they 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 said something along the lines of that in Jessica Jones is that that's how she got her powers. Um, but yeah. Um, any other thoughts on Miss Marvel? I think it has uh, the potential to be pretty awesome. I think I'm there with you. I just hope that uh, that them straying away from the source material for her powers don't take too much away from it. Yeah, I, I like I I just must really wonder if this was because of Fantastic Four's eventual inclusion, right? Can't have two yeah. people with a similar ability, but then you're gonna have the Marvels where there's gonna be three of them with the same ability. So I don't know. Just seems a little bit, a little bit strange. Right. I don't know. I don't know the thought process behind it. Yeah. But, um, oh well. Yeah. Oh well. Exactly. Oh well. What a what a what else we got? Yeah. Uh, what else yeah. is coming? Hmm. What else do we get trailers for? There was one other trailer, wasn't there? Um. It was just She Hulk and Moon Knight and um Miss Marvel, Marvel. I believe. Everything else, I think, was all just uh, teaser. Just teaser posters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we got. Agatha House of Harkness coming. Okay, that one I'm like really weird to hear is a thing. Like I get that she was like an enjoyable character for a lot of people, but I just I I don't know enough about her character for it to warrant a, a spin-off. And like while watching the show, I wasn't like I would love to see a show about her. So I'm really curious why they're making one of her. Um two two possible outcomes, I think. For me anyway, it's either going to be a precursor to WandaVision, or it's going to take place after WandaVision uh, while she's dealing with or still stuck inside that pocket reality that Wanda put her in. Oh. Mm. Mm. Well, like, yeah, I'm just hoping they're not just trying to shoehorn characters in for filler or anything like that. No, know? I'm sure I'm sure it has its its purpose. Yeah, but like at a certain point, I can't help but fear that like with this new phase of the MCU and all these shows coming out, like like there's definitely shows we know for sure that aren't um, canon in the MCU. Um, but there are that's going to be like that new Spider-Man show is going to be canon, the animated one. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I like and this Agatha House of Harkness, it must be canon, like for sure. Well, I'm pretty sure all the stuff that's coming, like most of the stuff that's coming out now is all canon. Yeah, except the obvious ones like What If and uh, Marvel Zombies. Those, I don't believe, are canon. Oh, no. Well, I bet they're canon in, a, in, a in their own in yeah. their own spot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, shit. okay. Um, yeah, I think it might be interesting. I think this this might actually, it could possibly touch base on Agatha's relationship with Mephi- uh, Mephisto. That's true, yeah. Still bringing Mephisto into this, huh? Yeah, I don't care how you feel about <laughs> wait, the Mephisto. Wait, can I? Can we just like, where did all this Mephisto stuff come from in the first place? It was WandaVision, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's just like Mephisto has a history with Wanda, or in the comics, yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah, that's pretty much where all that started. Everybody was theorizing that this this would because Agatha Harkness does have a, a, a strange relationship with Mephisto. She is definitely a. Uh, Acolyte, I suppose, is the yeah the term I would use. Yeah. Okay, so maybe they could do something with that. With the hmm. yeah, I just um <laughs> I heard that Benedict Cumberbatch was recently interviewed, and people were just like hounding him about Mephisto, and he was like, Mephisto is not going to be in um in his Doctor Strange movie. 
Well, he can say whatever he yeah, wants. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go ahead and say Marvel Studios are the masters of, of deception <laughs> and misdirection. Mm-hmm. No two ways about it. And um, do you guys know anything about this Echo character? Not really, no. She apparently is... Where was I? Was I just watching? Might have been uh, the guys over at New Rockstars were talking about it. Um, oh, who is she a part of again? Some crew like... I think she's part of a whole Hawkeye and uh, whatever her name is, the other one that he's training. Oh, like like part of their squad? So she's an part archer? Of one of, I think. Okay. Because, yeah, I've, um, I've never heard of this character, and she's having a spinoff. She's going to be introduced in Hawkeye and then have her own show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know much about her other than that. I know that she she's in that Hawkeye group. Yeah, okay. Huh. I don't even know what they're called. I should, I should probably fucking look it up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. And then what else? We saw I Am Groot. I Am Groot. That's definitely going to be like a kid's show, though. Like, I expect nothing less from that. Yeah, but that's not going to stop me from watching it. Yeah, I'll probably (laughs) still give it a little bit of a watch. It'll probably be at least something chill to watch, you know? You know, damn well it's going to be a fucking funny little awesome watch regardless of age. Yeah. Yeah. Especially since... It's Groot. It's... It's going to have Guardians of the Galaxy in it, right? Because this is, I, I believe the description made it sound like it was um, while he was Baby Groot in between the first and second movie. Oh, wow. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Maybe they could so, shed some light on how him and Rocket uh, came to be together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that would be that would be a good idea, actually. Um, and then we got Ironheart. I don't know if you guys know much about Ironheart in the comics. Just a touch. I just yeah, know I'll- that she was, uh, she was a student who was like, Tony Stark was like her idol. Uh-huh. Something like that. And she it's ended like, up building building a suit similar to his. So kind of a Miss Marvel situation, but with Iron Man. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, because I didn't know that Miss Marvel got her name, or at least in this iteration, because she looks up to Captain Marvel. Um, yeah, she's so, a she she was a, a super fan. Yeah. And then and then I guess Ironheart's kind of similar. But yeah, that's that's the storyline. What what I'm hearing um people talk about is that it's just it's she's Obviously, this character hasn't been introduced before Iron Man um, died, but um, yeah, it's just somebody who, who in the comics, apparently, um, Riri Williams or something is the name. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, but um, builds she builds a suit of armor and basically pretends to be Iron Man, and people like fall for it, and then eventually just wins the heart of people and just is like, oh, I'm just going to actually be my own thing and be Ironheart. That's essentially how it went. So I want I want to see that happen. And it's a live action one too. So then I really want to see that happen. Yeah, <laughs> I'm down and, with that. Hell yeah. Yeah, and uh, I guess Secret Invasion. I think that one's going to be a pretty pivotal pivotal one. The whole five seconds we got of uh, Samuel of, uh, Jackson turning Samuel his head. Jackson's face. Yeah. <laughs> But no, but like with that look of motherfucker on it. (laughs) But just the ramifications that's going to have for the MCU, right? Because Secret Invasion is all about the Skrull infiltrating the superhero world, right? So, so So I was reading some. So who's been a Skrull this whole time? Exactly. Like (laughs) I've been reading. Yeah, I've been reading some comments, and people are like, "Oh, I hope so and so is a Skrull because that would explain their character." And one of them that's come up quite a bit is Sharon Carter because. you know, like Sharon Carter became like an outlaw just because she stole the what Cap Shield and Falcon's wings for them, yeah. and like she got a she got a taste of it and had to fully commit. She she dipped her toes in and it was too much. It took her yeah, 
but like people are saying like that was just so weird why she she couldn't turn herself around just like everybody else did and, and gotten a pardon and there should have been other ways that she could have gotten a pardon kind of thing but instead she turns into this like the broker, power broker. you know power broker yeah exactly so people were speculating that like oh yeah like she could probably just be a scrawl who's who doesn't know how or who didn't research enough and see how his character is that he's playing or whatever yeah sure but that's not as exciting as like what if hawkeye is a scroll what if cap was a scroll this whole yeah, time yeah but but here's the thing just consider what if tony that... was a scroll this whole time like we... oh my god and tony Stark you imagine... is still alive somewhere can you Fuck. imagine the epic mind fuckery that is going to happen when they drop these truth bombs on us <laughs> okay but here's here's the thing that i'm thinking of is like since this is a tv show and it, it's not it's it's canon but it's not going to be part of the main mcu films or anything like that um, we know that 100 percent. yeah that's a good point but like i'm just i just doubt like even though this series could have huge ramifications for the mcu i doubt we're going to get anything super permanent about it i think it's just a cool storyline that Sam L. Jackson's going to be. And I think he's going to interact with people who end up being scrolls, but I doubt people are actually being replaced by scrolls. You know, it's going to be the same way, like how in um, Spider-Man uh, far from home, um, he like with Mysterio and he, he was talking to um, Fury in that one scene who ended up just being um the scroll, right? Right. So I think it's going to be more like that. Like the people aren't replaced. It's just the people he's encountering are scrolls. I don't know. I think maybe we as a whole are underestimating perhaps how large these next set of phases are going to be. Yeah, because there are quite a few storylines they're setting up. Well, right. And you know it's all going to culminate somewhere in the end. And yeah. just because the first saga was 10 years doesn't mean. The, we should be looking at this as a 10-year project. This could be even bigger. This could be a mind-blowing double double that, like oh, and, a 20-year 20, 20 project. And even then, the 10 years didn't have like four movies coming out a year until the last like two, three years, right? Right, so, right. This, so even if this wasn't a 10-year thing, like we're getting like four movies a year plus like five series, like TV series a year on top of that. Right. Like, that's insane. Like, like, look at what's coming out soon. I think the first first one to come out next after Hawkeye, Hawkeye is going to be Moon Knight. And then I think She-Hulk follows that. And then Miss Marvel's in the summer. And then there's going to be Hold one on. more, maybe. Can we, can we get a, a second season of uh, What If? Soon oh, yeah. Well? What What If Season 2 as well. I bet you that's going to come out around the time of summer. Um, I'm kind of yeah. hoping sooner than that. Yeah. Oh, me too. Especially since it's already... <laughs> It's already in post production, I believe. Yeah. All these shows, I think Miss Marvel, Hawkeye, She-Hulk, and What If are in post production. Moon Knight, yeah. They're in post production. I think they're still filming Secret Invasion, um The Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Um <laughs> and I don't even Yeah, I don't even know if they started on Echo, Ironheart or Agatha. Um and then the Marvel Zombies is also going to be super interesting. I like I'd imagine that could come out possibly somewhere around the same time as what if, but I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't see that for another while. Like they, they must have so many people on retainer just like making these. Like I, I can't wait to see all of these. And this is, this is just the Marvel side of things. Like we haven't even, we haven't, we're just scratching the surface. Yeah. There's still a whole entire star Wars side of this. <laughs> 
Was there um, really anything for Star Wars that they announced, though? Well, let's see. I just saw a screenshot of uh, Obi-Wan, was it? Obi-Wan, Rogue Squadron, Star Wars Acolyte. The Oh, uh, yeah. Didn't Rogue and- Squadron get delayed? Oh, probably. Yeah. The Andor story. What else we got? More Mandalorian, Bad Batch, Book of Boba, like all that stuff. We got. Oh, man, Mandalor- Mandalorian season three got announced. Well, I'm assuming that it's probably it, it, there's even holy shit. Um, there's also a Lando show coming, but yes, there's another. I don't know if it was announced, but probably teased. Well, I assume like these were all just, uh, or it's like, just like yeah, one of those um, things where they're like, like "This is what we're I working know. on." Yeah, yeah. Because I had specifically checked this morning too for. Uh, a Kenobi teaser because I'd heard a whole lot about it, um, like people talking about it online this morning. And Did you find one? I couldn't. No, I couldn't find anything. All the ones that I found were fan made. Uh, yeah. So it leads me to believe that it was probably just the uh, like the title that they put. Same with like all these Marvel shows that uh, that they showed off, but didn't give us more than just their their title. Interesting. For the Marvel stuff uh, that you were talking about there, Ollie, are you almost saying more so that, like, uh, you're thinking these shows are going to be, um, I guess they're, like, their street-level introduction or, like, using it to bring in characters that aren't going to be, uh, say, like, the core Avengers members, but they're still going to be in the crossovers. They're just using this as an outlet to show them off in a smaller light that and to supplement other story yeah like you can you can now use i think originally i think well not a, I, I don't i could just be talking out of my ass but i thought that the uh agents of shield was supposed to coincide with the events of what was going on in the mcu mm-hmm. um and then they kind of turned it into their own thing i think that's what the original idea for that was but now with these disney plus shows they have the ability and the money and resources to build backstory uh, on multiple stories that culminate into one versus what they what they did with the last saga which was just a shit ton of movies this gives them the opportunity to tell other outside stories that will culminate into the bigger picture yeah i no, i definitely agree with that i'm just thinking like uh, for the specifically when Ollie said, um, like talking about how how they were not necessarily as canon. Um, yeah, I don't remember exactly what it was that you had said. It was like somewhere in around that statement you had mentioned something, um, and I don't remember exactly what it was. This is gonna bother me. I know it, but it just like to me it sounded like you were saying that uh, that you think that they're using this as a way to. Um, kind of put the movies like the the films on a pedestal and hold them to a higher standard of say uh like the villain is more destructive in this movie so they're gonna leave a little more room for crossover between characters that we're gonna see introduced in shows and then cameo into larger pictures but not have their own standalone movies to kind of like portray which characters are more pivotal uh going forward that that's pretty much what i expect like i don't know just with all these series they're doing like i could see them bringing into the mainstream movies but at the same time i wouldn't be surprised if this is purely just the mcv mcu light kind of thing you know okay like, like with with moon knights with um even like 
like Hawkeye, I don't really expect him to come back. Like he retired, didn't he, after Endgame? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> well, in a way, yeah. Um, at, at least from the Avengers or something. Um, so I don't know. Any any time I see somebody show up in a TV series, I think there's kind of going to be like a fat chance they'll show up again in the MCU on a larger role. Like you know, WandaVision being the exception, and same with um Captain America and the Winter Soldier or Falcon in the Winter Soldier. Yeah, you had it right the first time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but ones with like with with new characters they're introducing. I don't know. I just like I, ju- I just don't see Moon Knight, Echo or Are Iron you... Heart. Hold on, really... let's rewind a sec. Are you saying that you don't think um anything from Loki is going to carry forward? Well, no. Those ones I would say are are like exceptions because those are characters that already were in the big MCU picture and obviously Loki set up like the big bad villain that's going to be in Quantumania. Right. Um, but I think that's about as far as it's going to go. Like it might set up a character that'll show up later, but for the most part, I think what happens in these TV series are going to be very self-contained and barely referenced in future MCU movies. Like, that's like, like you'll see a newspaper clipping of something happening in Egypt with some mysterious Moon Knight guy. And that's about it. Like, I I (laughs) doubt we'll see Oscar Isaac showing up, you know, maybe in Blade or something like that. I could see that. Yeah. But I don't know. I just I just don't think like I think I'm coming from a place of pessimism just because of what they did with the Defenders and like not bringing them into the MCU, even though they were very clearly influenced by MCU canon. Um, right. And and same with like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I just don't think Marvel has a very good track record with incorporating their lower level street like heroes into um, big AAA heroes, save for like Spider-Man, who's a street level hero. Um, yeah, I just, I, I'm a little bit pessimistic. I don't think we'll be seeing a whole lot of carryover to the main MCU. I think there's going to be two tiers of MCU, and I think the TV series, it's going to be like its own thing until they bring a character from the MCU movies down to a TV series. I don't think it's going to go the other way around. So I think, I think that you're mostly right, but my take on it is more so that these TV series are going to be a substitute for an origin story so that they can uh, save budget maybe for future projects. Like, uh, for example, She-Hulk, we're going to get her introduced in this show, but I think she's still going to be a recurring character in the MCU, uh, especially in the movies later down the road. But I don't think that she's going to get uh like a standalone movie explaining her origin i think they're using this as her introduction as sort of like uh let's compare it to iron man one for example where it has a lot of tie-in with the mcu like uh with the ten rings and uh all of his um like becoming iron man and all that but it's never really discussed or talked about past that point like it exists and everybody knows it exists but it's not brought up because it's not uh, it's not on the level of everything else that they're dealing with. So I think they're using the shows to introduce these characters in a way that's less impactful so that they can save their larger events um, that would surround or be surrounded by these characters for larger crossover events. Hell yeah. Okay, I guess I could kind of see that. Like, th- they're definitely kind of doing that retroactively with Spider-Man freshman year. Like that's going to be his origin story in an animated mm. series. Um, 
And you know what? I'm kind of all for that if that's the case, because I am a little bit sick of seeing the same five origin stories over and over again, you know? For sure. Like it's it's always the 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 bullied kid or or like somebody who goes on an adventure and discovers some super secret like totem that gives them a power or something like that. Like mm-hmm. I don't or know. They get bitten by a radioactive spider as one does on a regular basis. <laughs> yeah, course, exactly. Course. Like yeah. Like I, I think I think I'm all for that. Then, if if it is just the way they're doing origin stories, to then introduce them in a way where they could just keep the momentum of the MCU going without having to slow down for an origin story, then yeah, I I guess I would I would be okay with that. I think you're uh, like you were spot on with that with the Spider-Man comment, though. I kind of forgot that uh, that was even a thing. But yeah, like that was exactly what I meant in the way that this series is going to be the origin story. But they didn't feel like they needed to go through and explain all of that in um, in a movie. Homecoming. Yeah. Yeah. Because we'd already seen it multiple times. Everybody knows the backstory. We don't need to see it again. And if we do, it certainly doesn't need to be on the big screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Like I, I like, am, I'm tired of these of origin stories. Yeah, like like Shang Chi was a pretty interesting origin story. Um, but at the same time, like I couldn't help but feel like if they had just gotten the origin story out of the way with, we could have had some like cool ass. I mean, it was still a very cool movie, a very good movie, but. But yeah, yeah, like even then I kind of felt it that was like, yeah, people are going to get bored of the origin stories. Like I'm hearing a lot of that talk. And that's, I think, exactly the reason why um, the new Batman movie is going to start as year two Batman. And it's not going to be a year one Batman because everyone, everyone fucking knows Batman's origin story at this point. And Superman's. Yeah. Yeah. Spider-Man's. Yeah. And who's like, who's the other like one? if you, if you do maybe want to do an origin story, do one where maybe. And Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> Top yeah. four, right there. Do one, do one where maybe it's like a huge twist to the character or something, almost like, or or done in such a, a way that nobody's ever really known the origin story. Where like you know the Joker movie, like that was a really good origin story. I felt like, like mm-hmm. that was a story in a way that wasn't so focused on it being an origin story, but it just ended up being one anyways you know and i think i think they have that potential with moon knight as well to kind of follow suit um being as you guys were talking about uh the fact that he is a dissociative personality disorder where we could see fragments of like different memories whether they be real or not we're not going to find out until the end of uh it it is a (laughs) show right or is it a movie Yeah. yeah Yeah, well, there's like a lot something of like that there. where we just sort of are like riding that line between reality and what he is perceiving until yeah. we get to the end and find out, oh, this is what this character's origin is. But it sort yeah. of throws you for a loop the whole movie. So you're not you're not just like, oh, yeah, it's the typical hero story. Like we're going to watch them struggle just so they can rise above it like every other one this mm-hmm. with moon knight they have a, an easy out yeah and and you know what there i was reading up a little bit on him and there was a there was a comic series with him where he thought he was fighting alongside the avengers and like the and he was heavily involved in the avengers and then he like kind of wakes up and realizes it was all a dream so like I, I i see some potential for some pretty interesting stuff they could do with moon knight Especially with Oscar Isaac and his range and just, yeah. Definitely. I think his voice, like his, uh, the voice that he does for the character, that it 
like it, the very beginning of that trailer is phenomenal. Yeah. Well, he had like three voices in that trailer, didn't he? Like one was British, one was like more rusty. I'm guessing that's his Moon Knight voice, maybe. <laughs> was that um, all him? I thought that. Yeah. Uh, I thought those were different characters. I didn't realize that that was no, like that's... his personalities. Yeah, that's that cool. was all him. That's his. That's his personalities. Like, like okay. it, it's it's going to be interesting because I think they're going to go the way kind of like Deadpool is in the comics, right? Because Deadpool has like two voices in his head and they're always like subtext in the comics mm-hmm. if you've ever read any of them. Oh, yeah. Um, so I think they're going to do that with like live action Moon Knight, you know, the, um, so like, I yeah, I just think that's going to be really cool. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, have there been any other like, like one thing, they, they didn't announce anything about Armor Wars, even though that was announced like a while ago. There was no update on that. No, just uh just uh, a thumbnail. Okay. And is that a TV series or a movie? I'm not certain. Yeah. Uh, it'll. I think it's supposed to be a series. Uh, and it's going to be about War Machine. About Rhodey. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, and possibly a, a, a tie-in to Ironheart. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Well, that would make sense. Yeah, totally. That, that would make a lot of sense. Has there been any other rumors floating around? Um... Because I no. saw one that there was a, a World War Hulk movie that is kind of in the drafting stages. Excuse me? Yeah. I've heard, I've been hearing those rumors for a while now. Ever since they kind of, uh, like with Mark Ruffalo's Hulk, once they sort of solidified the character in, um, uh, what the fuck, Ragnarok, uh, people have been theorizing that ever since. And there's been a lot of rumors. I don't know to what extent they're true and to what extent they've changed since then, but that has sort of been the running theory since Ragnarok. Now, what is World War Hulk? What is that supposed to... Is that an actual comic run? Yeah, it's yeah, a comic so run. It's, a, it's an animated have. film, too, on Netflix, I think. You should, you should watch it. World War Hulk or Planet Hulk? Sorry, it's Planet Hulk. Yeah, but it's about that yeah. that World War Hulk is like the the title of the comic arc. Yeah, Go yeah, on. because he comes back to Earth after that. Yeah, I have yeah. seen the Planet Hulk animation. It That's is the one where he's fantastic. like perpetually stuck in in his Hulk state, and he just continues to get like more angry and destructive, right? Yeah, and and they boot him off World, um, where he lands on. Um, Fuck, because yeah, in Thor Ragnarok, like that was basically the storyline, right? They just changed mm-hmm. it up a lot, but essentially, yeah, he was he was kicked off planet for being too aggressive and scary by like Tony Stark and Captain America, I think. Yeah. Sent on sent on the jet to. Uh, do you guys remember Sakar? Yes, and then well, he, um, he went somewhere first because he like in the comic run he fucked up the jet real bad um like when he woke up he was out in space so he busts out of it as the hulk and sends it spiraling out of this like wormhole that they sent him through to go to uh somewhere and he ended up on some planet and he just like decimates the entire population of that planet i think and then eventually like through i don't know i would imagine like centuries worth of time go by as he's just in this like wormhole um and eventually he finds himself on Sakaar where it ends with Thor uh, meeting up with him, which was different in Ragnarok than it is in a comic run. Uh, but I think it was he was a lot more violent and destructive in that uh, in that arc, and he got considerably more powerful. Yeah, yeah, he eventually started running the show. 
and then he he came back to Earth, right, and waged war. I think so. Yeah, maybe that's where Thor tied in in the comics. Instead of finding him on Sakaar, he like conquered Sakaar because of people like in 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 the Ragnarok, how they worshipped him and everything. I think that was the same. So he yeah. didn't kill all of them on Sakaar like he did on yeah. some of the other planets, but he had there were definitely like Yeah, there was definitely like heavy themes of it on in Thor Ragnarok, which I appreciated. And yeah. it, it, I liked it as well that it didn't rule out, you know, the there being a Planet Hulk movie or something down the line. Um, but I, I don't know at this point. Like, I mean, what, I'm sure the writers could do whatever. What would you say, Ollie, to the possibility of that being the storyline that happened and we're going to see it in... Uh, like a movie or a TV format, but that's the reason why he's now Professor Hulk because he he felt like if he went back into that state, he would just stay there constantly. So he found yeah. an alternative to keep his personality in check, uh, so that he wouldn't just be slipping in and out of uh, a rage state constantly. Yeah, well, I I didn't notice this before, but somebody in uh, on a Reddit comment pointed out that in uh, the post credit scene of Shang Chi, he has a wristband with a green light on it, and so it looks like he's found the way to to revert back and forth using some tech. So oh, oh yeah. So maybe something could be written with that, where that kind of like balances it out, but then it gets damaged or or on overdrive or something, and like yeah interesting yeah yeah i i didn't notice that 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 was a really good catch by that person because a bunch of people were just like shit yeah and then now that it's on disney plus so soon right like when did this movie come out like has it already been like three months i don't even um, know i, don't think I feel so. like it's only been like two well, months this is a month. this is episode 12 we talked about it episode three? it was like seven or eight no really oh wow yeah are you sure it's early as three yeah okay i think you're right i think it was like episode three yeah yeah okay so so it has been quite a while um but yeah apparently people went back and 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 confirmed it yeah in the in the post-credit scene that you could see him having like a wristband interesting Mm. and then i wonder though why why the back and forth though i don't know like endgame he chose to stay in professor hulk form so why why revert back well, it seems to me like in Endgame, he was he kind of made peace with it, and that was his way of taking control back, and that's why he was able to be Professor Hulk. Yeah. Um, I, I think going forward with it, it might just be that maybe it's some kind of identity thing where like he doesn't really feel like himself if he's the green guy all the time, or um, maybe he does feel himself slipping away more and more every time he turns into the Hulk or something like that like like again he's losing control i feel like they could they could open it up either way and like they could if they wanted to write him as angry hulk again they could easily do that i mean i think you're pretty close to to the mark there especially because we never saw any conclusion to their whole scuffle with uh with thanos and hulk not wanting to you know come out of his shell anymore yeah yeah that's right yeah that, that irked me some that he became so <laughs> defeated because Thanos beat the ever living shit out of him. Yeah, that I was. Wa- I I was waiting for an epic Hulk Thanos fight. Yeah, yeah that seriously, was, that was plot armor for sure. Um, and and then now that I'm curious that he's doing these experiments with um She Hulk and getting her to become She Hulk and whatnot. So he's obviously trying to figure out something about the process. So maybe She Hulk could even be setting up something with with the Hulk there 
Maybe I, maybe your Red Hulk somewhere? Yeah, like honestly, yeah, if, yeah. if we could see the Red Hulk or re- really any of the other Gamma, is there a name for them, the group collectively? I think I there know. is, but I don't know what it's called. I'm pretty sure they have a comic run where they're a team, but I don't remember what the team's <laughs> name is. Yeah, like, yeah, because I don't know if, if you guys have even seen that animated series. It's like... It's just like Hulk and his buddies, and they live in like a, the desert in Arizona or whatever, and like their own base, and they're all like Gamma. Um, fuck, I can't remember what it's called, but it has Seth Green voicing the main character. Um, and but he he plays a guy named A Bomb. He's like a Blue Hulk named A Bomb. Um, but yeah, I'm not familiar with the series. Yeah. Anyways, um, I think it crossed over with the Spider Man XD series. Yeah, it did. Um. But yeah, there's like tons of them. There's like eight of them or nine of them, something like that, in a squad together. Red Hulk's there. Hulk is there. A bomb's there. There's definitely like two or three other dudes that I can't remember their names off the top of my head. Um, but like, yeah, and we and in Avengers: Age of Ultron, they were supposed to have him as Gray Hulk, I think, when he gets possessed by Wanda. Mm-hmm. Was that was that Age of Ultron? Yeah, it was right. And, yeah, uh, like with the Iron Man fight. Yeah, and and Stark has to get the the Hulkbuster out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He he was he was supposed to turn into Gray Hulk there, but then but then I think one of the interviews said that that would have confused people why he changed colors or whatever. But yeah, people are fucking dumb. I mean, they're probably <laughs> not wrong. Like, <laughs> I pr- they're probably right in saying that, but. Honestly, like anybody that does know, yeah. it's just it's just extra cool shit for the people that know what they're watching. Right. Yeah. Well, and then I mean, they're gonna have Tim Roth as Abomination showing up in She Hulk, right? So I think maybe that show is gonna be the way that we could get to introduce a bunch of these gamma irradiated characters. Well, I'm hoping we'll see some more uh, some Wong. Yeah. yeah. Since yeah, he more and, Wong uh, is always good. Since he and Abomination, there are. Our buddies, our buddies, and fixing fights. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. I think there was some theory there. Like somebody had written a pretty extensive theory about how why they were involved with each other that had ramifications for the MCU. I just can't remember what it was. My brother was telling me about it, and it sounded really interesting. But I remember there being like the rumor was with this new phase of um, uh, the MCU that that planet hulk was the kind of ultimate end goal and that hulk would be the villain of the of the new um phase like he'll be the big big bad yeah like the big big bad oh damn like it's it's gonna like kind of revolve around him being both this like loved and hated person and he's just gonna like turn to the dark side kind of thing i don't know if that's uh, there's this one iteration of hulk um that's i think it's kind of follows that planet planet hulk storyline where he just stays in that state constantly and he eventually becomes this being called like maestro or something like that and uh he's essentially just like a like an old uh version of hulk and he actually is like white hair uh but uh, from what I've heard, he's supposed to be one of the stronger uh, iterations of Hulk's character, but it would kind of play into the whole like Professor Hulk thing and having uh, like a full personality on top of the Hulk's uh, body and strength and everything, but just in a more, um, I guess, maleficent form. <laughs> With like the horns and everything? Well, no, but just like, like, I don't know. He's meant to be like a, like a overlord kind of, 
That was a Disney joke. No, I get that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> but just like there's there's a lot that they can do with this character. And this is I think the Hulk is the one character that they have done the least amount with because he is just such an easy button in the MCU right now. That's fair. That is very fair. I would uh, I actually would really love to see that all play out. I would love to see the Hulk as the big bad villain. You too. I think that would be that would be insane. You so imagine you would, just the emotional finish to another 10 years worth of work being Mark Ruffalo's Hulk is the big bad that they have to kill at the end of all of yeah. this. Oh man, that'd be insane. Yeah, that'd be fucking nuts. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really curious because so far we have like no real, I mean, we're getting closer with every new movie that comes out, right? Oh, but yeah. like, but I think by, yeah, by like okay next avengers movie we'll have has got to confirm what it is because we saw thanos at the well thanos was referenced and i think we did see him at the first avengers movie right in a scene yeah he was sitting in the the floating chair thing yeah exactly. oh yeah that was the first avengers and he was like 10 times more purple (laughs) yeah so so if if (laughs) if they're setting up an an overarching avengers storyline or like or like who knows like what's to say that we even continue with the the team Avengers. Like, is it always going to be Avengers be the team up movie or are we going to get different, you know, kind of how there's like X-Men and X-Force and Avengers. And then there's justice. Uh, is there a justice league in Marvel or something like that? Justice I'm... society. <laughs> I don't know. No, those are but... all DC, but I think, yeah, you're yeah. Right. yeah. You're right. I think there but, is you know... something like pretty, pretty similar, if not the same. But you know what I mean, right? Like, um, like at least with Dark Avengers, that's a possibility with Moon Knight and Blade being introduced. Mm-hmm. So, like, who's to say that that and Black Knight and pretty certain Black Knight and Blade used to run together on a on a team? Okay, fighting the supernatural and shit. So, I think Moon Knight also was part of that team at one point or another. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, like. What if they just stop going the way of making Marvel's Avengers team-up movies? It used to be the only time we really saw a team-up movie aside from Civil War. So maybe going in the future of the MCU, we're going to see a lot more team-up movies where you just don't need the Avengers logo on it because, you know, it kind of all is involved together anyways and progresses the overarching story. And then there might just be like one big Avengers movie at, at the end, you know, like... Right. So I, I don't know if we're going to get an Avengers movie at the end of every phase, like going bit by bit with big villains. It could just be like Ant-Man and, and the Wasp in Quantumania could very well be its own um, Avengers level threat, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, honestly, I think you might be right, considering we haven't had any Avengers title leaks yet. We have, what is it, four years worth of titles that they just announced? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Up until so. 2024, easily. Like I think they only dated them as far back as 2023. But there's a lot of untitled um, Marvel movies that are slated for 20 the the back end of 2023, and then a bunch that are even TBD. So like like Blade, we won't get till 2023, 2024. I oh, bet. easily, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then there's still Fantastic Four. There's still. Um, what other movies have they confirmed that we have that we don't even have like a date on? Did we say Thor: Love and Thunder yet? No, that one has a date. Oh, does it now? Yeah, it does. That's nice. like twenty two or twenty twenty three. Yeah, I think the next Guardians of the Galaxy is the next um, 
movie that's supposed to come out after Spider-Man, and then I think it's Love and Thunder after that. We have Volume oh, 3 good. coming that soon. I believe so. I sent you the, the graphic and text of all the confirmed dates and everything. Let's see here. Oh, sorry. No, sorry. I, I am completely wrong. Uh, Doctor Strange is May 6th. Thor Love and Thunder is July 8th, 2022. Wakanda Forever is November 11th, 2022. And then, yeah, sorry. Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be after um, the Marvel's film. Marvel's film is February 17th. And Volume 3 of Guardians is May 5th, 2023. Yeah, everything just got delayed. And I'm assuming it was for um, all this TV series coming out that's going to be filling in in the middle. But it's still like, what, four movies a year, right? Like, by the end of of this year, we'll have had um, one, two, three, four Marvel films. Yeah. So it was Black Widow, Shang-Chi, um, Eternals, and Spider-Man. And then next year, 2022, is three films plus Gar- the Guardians of the Galaxy. I think it's a one-hour special the holiday special oh, damn. So yeah just just three films in 2022 and then we're back to like 2023 2024 is going to be a lot of films that haven't even been announced but so far 2023 has three films and 2024 has four films that don't even have a title right now and then okay. there's all the shows all the shows so i think we're going to get like four movies a year plus like it seems like three to five tv series uh, a year as well that's insane that's so much content yeah i know a lot of marvel <laughs> it is that's a lot of episodes for us too though <laughs> it is yep like i can't yeah. wait for for fucking christmas time when we've got like 20 movies we gotta see in, in like the course of three days yeah i'm gonna <laughs> we're gonna have to be going to them literally back to back i mean you guys yeah. want to do oh, spider-man and then matrix in a day hell well, it's yeah funny. The wife made a joke about that too when we went to go see uh, Eternals because there was a lot of uh, trailers there, and she was like, "It's a it's a busy holiday." I'm like, "Yes, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. We may have to we may have to make a day of it." Honestly, yeah. I mean, I'm so down the, to do to rip two yeah. movies in a day. Hell yeah! I would not well, yeah. post that at all. Yeah, Spider Man No Way Home and The Matrix Four both come out December fifteenth, twenty twenty one. Oh man. Well shit. Yeah, I didn't and then know the they were releasing the same day. Then Kingsman. Kingsman is December twenty second. And then wasn't there another one that we wanted to watch? I think there's another one that's also like around the twenty second. Mm. Shit. I can't remember what else. Or is there? Spider Man, Matrix. Damn. Kingsman. I'm I'm I was positive there was at least a fourth one. Yeah. I'm not sure. I can't remember. Oh, this is going to bother me. Do you guys want to go see West Side Story? That comes out December. (laughs) (laughs) I'm good. (laughs) Oh, well, we'll, we'll, three movies. We could definitely get that done in a day. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, three seems like a a bit much. But, because that's like, you got to take a break in between each one. You can't, well, I mean, I, I suppose if you timed it correctly, you could probably. Yeah do one after the other after the other but that's that's easily a 10 hour day easily you know they do have like like lord of the rings marathons when sometimes in the theaters and harry potter marathon so people do do it they have intermissions yeah wasn't I mean, there uh there was a star wars marathon that they were doing in a bunch of the theaters in calgary leading up to episode seven's release yeah that's right hmm. that's right i can't find a, a fourth one maybe it's just the three maybe 
I'll have to get all those uh get all the movie coupons together. Passes. I mean I mean it'll be a really expensive day otherwise. <laughs> Seriously. Maybe not so much admission. Admission's only like fourteen bucks, fifteen bucks, but yeah, like thirty five like... for snacks for one person. Like that's a lot. That's just a medium popcorn and a drink. Yeah. That's right. Stupid. I don't even want to. I don't even want to get started on that rant. But yeah. I mean, we don't. We don't have to get snacks for every movie, though. That's the thing. Or, or you get smart with it, and you get like the large popcorn or the large drink because the drink will be pretty much bottomless, and then you can get one refill on the popcorn if it's a large. I didn't know that. The theater yes. hacks. Theater hacks. That is a thing. I don't know if they'll layer it with butter twice, but the, you can definitely get one free refill of popcorn as long as it's a large. Hmm. So out of three films, you could easily have snacks for two. Okay, that's good. I mean, I'd probably say that by a third movie, I likely wouldn't want another large popcorn. Well, I was yeah. going <laughs> <laughs> to say but a quarter, like a quarter of the way into the second large popcorn, I'm going to be popcorned out. Yeah, yeah. we're going to we're going <laughs> to want to bring ourselves some 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 good healthy snacks to balance it out. Healthy snacks. Healthy snacks. Oliver, don't. Sneak in some just, some just baby carrots. celery. Yeah, baby <laughs> carrots and celery sticks. <laughs> Nerd! <laughs> if hey, you if do we... that, I will never let you live that down. I will tell everybody. Well, okay, then you'll have a good story to tell. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> a very good story. It brings in a bag of baby carrots. <laughs> baby carrots and snap peas. Oh, God. An edamame. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of uh, vitamin water on the side. And alfalfa sprouts. <laughs> All good ideas. Thank you for this brainstorming session. That is not... Those are not movie snacks. <laughs> those are not movie snacks. Anything short of popcorn, nachos, hot dogs, and apparently Ooh. Froyo. 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 Yeah. Uh, at the, the West Hills Cineplex, they've got Froyo. Oh, Interesting. Nice. Can't remember what it's called. T. Well, let's go to Landmark this time. They got the nicer, more comfortable seats. Yeah, but seats are. are they owned by Cineplex? Because not a sponsor, and I only have uh, passes for. Oh, that's a good. Point. I mean, if if you want to do like a movie there, yes, but I don't know if I want to do an entire day's worth of movies at Landmark yeah. unless we can unless we can get a good deal out of it. You know. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, okay. Well, I got but nothing I, else to uh, add. To I do you like where your head's at, though? Because, like, yeah. I want big, comfy fucking seats and beer service and... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. All that fun stuff. But then I would need a designated driver. Oh, I guess I could Uber, but that's more money. Yeah, well... So and I can only imagine... Like... I can only imagine how expensive theater beer must be. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it'll be winter. Maybe we can just sneak in with our jackets and stuff, right? Oh, True. yes. I, um, yes. I think like we're now going to be drinking in public. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Who you know, doesn't? Who hasn't you know, at one it's point? live on the internet when this drops. That's uh, it's technically admission of guilt <laughs> oh, in, a, in so, a court of law. I'm so worried about the theater police catching me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm such a bad boy. Sir, sir, can you please put the carrots and celery away? <laughs> We're getting multiple complaints of crunching and chewing noises. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> so that's all you're going to... Popcorn, yeah, it's crispy. 
and like you can kind of hear it. You mostly hear people roughing around in bags, and like nachos are nachos. You can hear that, but like carrots and celery have got a loud snap. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. And I don't want to draw attention to myself. Maybe I just want to play the main character for once, say, and just fucking draw <laughs> attention to myself. Yeah, I'm fucking here watching the movie eating carrot sticks. What you got to say about it? <laughs> you got to fight me in this theater, bud, bruh? <laughs> Man. I mean, I will defend you. Good. Thank you. Depends on if you actually bring the carrots or not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with don't bring carrots and celery to the. Oh, I'll, I'll bring something to make you guys proud. Oh, boy. Like what? Like broccoli. <laughs> I mean, broccoli is definitely a quieter, yeah, <laughs> a quieter munch. I don't know if that would make me proud, uh, Ollie. But hey, man, if you wanna, if you want a healthy snack while we nerd out in the theater, that's fine. I guess water's healthy. <laughs> just bring, <laughs> just bring a, a bottle of that. Just, get, just smuggle in like a Culligan jug and put a tap on it. <laughs> <laughs> What do you got in the backpack, son? Oh, just water. Yeah, it's a basic human right. Can't keep me away from it. Or we get a giant Culligan jug and figure out how much powder, drink powder, we got to put in it to turn it into a giant bucket of juice. Mm. And throw a tap on it. <laughs> Have a Kool-Aid oxygen tank strapped to your back. <laughs> or just, like, use one of those, like, hiking um bladders that you fill with water and just i can just suck on something it's <laughs> a good idea actually or we can get together and get a whole bunch of soda streams together and see how many bottles it'll take to fill up a culligan jug of pop and bring our own pop yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean the mix would be right yeah and then we can flask some bourbon and just kind of spike our drinks yes sir mm. sounds like a plan to me yeah that's actually a good fucking idea. I mean, I could always just flask bourbon anyway. It's not like they first yeah. have a theater. Yeah, at the very least, just bring a flask. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's set in stone. Okay, so I guess uh, <laughs> getting wasty at the theater is going to happen. <laughs> yes, sir. It's our holiday plans. <laughs> <laughs> Get our can of vapes and, uh, <laughs> and flasks together. <laughs> Really each gender. could each bring a, a a flask of something different. Mix and match. Yeah, I'm down for that. Just no tequila. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I'm cool with that. <laughs> no gin either. No gin's not gin's not flask material. Yeah, gin, fair point. Gin stays in the bottle. Flask is for I don't know better alcohol. <laughs> 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 don't get me wrong. I uh, I've recently, and I do mean like with. Recently, like within the last couple of years, have have definitely changed my tune on gin. I've found gin that I do like. Um, but I mean, I wouldn't put that in a flask. No, no fucking way. You got to have like a a bourbon or a whiskey or a a cognac or something. Something something delicious. Something that that seamlessly goes into into drinks. Hell, you can even put amaretto in a fucking flask if you want to. I wouldn't recommend it because it is full of sugar and it could get your cap stuck. I mean, that's I find that that's the least of my concerns with the sugary ones. Those ones always just get you a little bit harder after a couple of them. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, anything else we want to talk about? Nope. No, I'm all marveled out. Everything. I think we, we covered it all. <laughs> there was a lot, to, there was a lot to, to get through. Docket. Sorry? We stuck pretty close to the docket this time. Yeah, um, uh, it's quite impressive. I mean, we, uh, we dilly-dallied a little bit here and there. Uh, and definitely flip the script. Usually, 
we didn't exactly go in order of uh, of topic appearance. But... Yeah, <laughs> no. definitely didn't. Sorry, babe, you had to listen to forty minutes of Halo and video games. Sorry, <laughs> not sorry. <laughs> but congrats if you made it this far. <laughs> yeah. yeah, listening to us rambles. <laughs> that's that's more or less our podcast, sir. Where have you been? <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> we should just rebrand and rename to the ramblings of nerdy stoners <laughs> the perfect title <laughs> yeah it has a, has a real ring to it <laughs> yeah I, I really like our title i think that's good not happening shout outs it's the shout out time because that's uh that's what we do at the end of the show here shout outs to matt the rat of course over at rat house productions r-a-t T-H-A-U-S dot net if you want to check out the full Monty of other podcasts and shows as well as us. Um, but again, thank you to Matt the Rat for putting our show on his network. Shoutouts as always to the lovely folks over at The World According to Fear and MDI, also known as Twat FM. Without you guys, I wouldn't be here. And uh, do you guys have any shoutouts? Nope. No, I do no? not. Okay, cool. No shoutouts for those guys. <laughs> uh, if anybody wants to find you on the internet ryan where can they look just look me up synthetic s-y-n-t-h-e-t-i-k uh should find me on instagram twitter uh probably tiktok stuff like that twitch all of the above hell yeah ollie where can people find you on instagram at oliver.hruiz hell yeah ruiz ruiz and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter, on Twitter at the real Snurfin, on Instagram at Snurfin, and you can find our podcast on both Instagram and Twitter at Nerdy Nomicron. We look forward to your patronage and your subscribes and your like buttons. And somebody, please just follow us, please. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> just kidding, God. Um, yes, this concludes our show. Until next time. Peace. See ya.